Are you ready? Say it like that, then your toes won't hurt. <laughs> One, two, three, and four. Welcome to my so-called healing podcast, where we are always unfiltered and unapologetic. Navigating life's messes as modern-day women. I'm Brooke. And I'm Anna, and we're so glad you're here. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Where's our thing? I'm finding it. I'm having trouble. It's not showing. We were not prepared. There it is. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Brooke. This is Anna. Yo. We're professional. We're very professional. <laughs> should have seen the struggle that was trying to get. We're super professional today. Yeah. We yeah. have a lot of assistants around here. Three. Three, the three exact feline assistants. <laughs> One takes lighting very seriously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, fun times. Well, 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 Christmas week is upon us, right? It's one week away? Allegedly. What's the date today? The 17th. Oh, yeah, tomorrow's the 18th. Yeah, we're one week out, man. Yeah. It's crunch time, as they say. I don't know why say. I'm in, like, it just doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I don't know. I was at um, the store the other day, and I was like, why is it so busy in here like what's happening i'm like oh it's like the last oh, okay. yeah, people are... part of shopping like push go get it yeah so all um, the last minute errors yeah i mean i feel like i get stocking stuff like late late in the game because but that's about it i'm very selective about the people i buy gifts for so mm. you know i don't really have gifts for my one kid yet <laughs> <laughs> Talk about last minute. Well, she asked Santa for nothing really, so I'm like <laughs> kind of like shooting in the dark, which ends up spending more money than if she just asked for something Wait, specific. I thought we talked about this. Yeah, well, I'm doing that. Oh. I just have been only Googling it and not actually clicking uh, confirm. Committing. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I did. So my youngest daughter struggles with anxiety, and she gets very fearful. Like, at, um, She has problems with loud noises, loud sounds, but... She is getting better as she gets older, but she is obsessed with Harry Potter. So we're looking at, like, Harry Potter world, and I thought, I'm not buying, like, the whole trip to Orlando, like, during Christmas, because that's astronomical. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought about it, and I thought, I'm going to write Santa a letter, and I'm going to explain about her anxiety, and then maybe Santa can buy the, send the tickets and say, because you worry, because you have anxiety, we'll leave it up to you. And your mom and dad and Dr. Faust when you're ready, when you think you're ready to go, because this is a very big commitment mm-hmm. of, you know, when you go here, you have to go. You can't come back. There's no redos. Like, whatever. Make, yeah. you know, make it, like, sound like that. I thought she'd be down with that. Yeah. I think she'd Don't like think? that. Yeah. And I she, feel like she's going to be, like, she's been talking about. Well, she's going to be excited, but see. The actuality. Then it's like you, me when I make plans. Yeah. <laughs> then you get there, and she's like. I'm scared, and she, like yeah. she's freaking out. So yeah. it's going to take, I think, a lot of preparation actually to get her ready to go mm-hmm. into the. You know, I don't know. Yeah, probably. I'm probably overthinking it, but no, I'm not because she had Cirque du Soleil with my mom today, and you would have thought my mom was taking her to get slaughtered. She was oh, so anxious, God. she was so nervous. I'm like Paisley. It's at the Fox Theater. Did I see Sesame Street and Daniel Tiger there? What do the lights look like? Like, I oh mean, I, like God. down to the detail. Yeah. Like that's how anxious she gets. So. It for sure will take It's going to be a thing. Yes. Oh, life. And 
exciting news. You broke oh, yeah. shirts. I did. You can't see them if you're not watching the YouTube video, which means you should watch the YouTube video. Yeah, it says, I'm fine. Everything, Everything is, is fine. fine. Christmas lights. Well, Christmas lights that are all tangled, mm-hmm. which I feel like sums up our lives. Pretty much. Feels right. I had to get it when I saw it. I was like, oh, no, this is happening. Literally. Matching. I also got Anna a bunch of Christmas presents this year, but this one she had mentioned when I was talking about our Alfies that hide. Snoop on a stoop, man. Yeah, so I got her Snoop on a stoop to start. He'll be moving around here. Yeah. Living it up. (laughs) Snoop is my... (laughs) Come on, he'll be fucking clothes this morning. (laughs) What? Oh, I'm popping clouds of smoke. Is that what you said? Martha that would be Stewart cool if it was like an, an interactive little puffs came out. That'd be cool. That would be kind of cool. I also your earrings I like a lot because it's him and Martha. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like hand painted, printed on them. Yes, pretty. Neat. I'm a big fan of Snoop. He's my my boy. So yeah, hence he is. the hence the Snoop presence. Snoop. So there it is. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Last week we talked about families and being triggered. And then I thought we were doing really well. And I thought my old friend Anna was was doing really well until the last like one minute of the show. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? I'm like, no, literally no. Like you've done all this work and that's what comes out of your mouth. Like on the podcast recording episode. Like that's what we're going to say. No. Listen, we talk about being honest. I was honest. No. So then I said, you don't shit on yourself. And you're like, well, and then I'm like, and we, it's like 33 minutes in. We have no time to even talk about what you just talked about. One of my friends texted too. She's like, I thought the episode was done. And then you just started talking about you. And I was like, Yeah. Basically a therapy session. It's fine. Oh, my God. So it got me thinking, though, how many people go through that and feel guilty, like holding their ground and keeping boundaries and not showing up to things that they don't want to show up for. Yes. Well, then it happened in real time. That we were just talking about the like why I hate holidays and that whole thing. I feel like your dad listened to the episode and then he reached out after listening. No, because I called him. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And... It was before the episode aired, so. Okay. And I don't think he listens. <laughs> Pretty sure he doesn't. Well, I thought, you know, um, maybe he saw, like, heard or watched a YouTube something. No, because the episode didn't air until after we talked about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because oh, we yeah, had the conversation right. okay. on Sunday. Our episode aired on Monday. Anyways, then that was a real-time conversation. But. Yeah. I eventually. And what happened? Stuck to my boundaries. And how did it feel? Fine. (laughs) It was like saying it was like there was anxiety around saying it because it's like the fear of disappointing. Like I didn't want to disappoint my dad and then I felt guilty. But also I knew that I would feel so much worse if I didn't stand by my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I just... Anytime I don't stand by my boundaries in that specific area with that specific person, it just never ends up well. So, did he, was it forced upon you more by your dad or your mom? Like, where does the guilt come in? I guess. Like, where do? What? Do, why are you worried your dad would be mad at you? Well, that's just my people pleasing in general. But why? Man, we're really going in. <laughs> 
I don't know. God I'm damn so it! I knew it. Excuse my like shouldn't have shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have said that either. I apologize. I don't normally <laughs> say no. We're not saying I don't know. I don't know. Let me tell everyone that's listening. The oh all God. of you listening. When I ask a question, if you ever were to work with me and you say I don't know, I immediately respond with I don't know is not a freaking answer. It's not an answer. You know. So I was her favorite Thank person you. for the beginning. Oh yeah. Of uh, when we were working together, I literally would my... ask a question and then she'd go, and I'd cut her off and go, and you can't say I don't know. But didn't you come to realize that I genuinely didn't know? Well, I think there were there was some confusion, but ultimately you did know. We just had to. I had to ask more questions, layer upon layer upon layer upon. Oh, there's layer. lots of layers here. Yeah, like an onion. Correct. <laughs> Wonderful. Bloomin' onion. Yeah, with a side like of bloomin' onion <laughs> sauce at Chili's. <laughs> awesome blossom sauce. <laughs> yes. oh Anywho, but there's like this. So, like, what was the fear? Obviously, my what I'm trying to get at is: Do you think that the guilt comes from like a parental figure be, making you shaming you for not for avoiding family events, right? Like, there's a reason that you feel guilty. It's not just people-pleasing. There's a conditioning of sorts. Not even intentional by your parents, obviously. It's just a... Um, it, it, what, what am I thinking? Like It triggers a reaction, the reaction of guilt. Well, I think guilt in general, for me, stems from a very young age. And I, I really couldn't tell you which one... Or if it was both of my parents that, like, that kind of came from. But Mm -hmm. I've always felt like a super guilty person. Like, guilt in general in any situation I struggle with. Even situations I shouldn't fucking feel guilty about, I do. I find a way to feel guilty. Do you take responsibilities if others are in a bad mood? Yes. Not so much. Do you always analyze if you could have done things better? Where's this questionnaire coming from? Just Just asking. Do I what? Always question. Um, 100%. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, do you use the term should have or would have, could have often? I feel like not as often as I used to. No, you don't. That's probably actually true. So I'm just like trying to figure out like what the core belief is of where the guilt comes from. See what I'm saying? So we can help some people. Like, where is it stemming from? Because I think guilt is a, is a mechanism that, that is conditioned mm-hmm. in you. You feel shame about something, you feel badly about something, but from where does it stem? See what I mean? Like, there had yeah. to be, like, this initial kind of stuff. No, for sure. And I know, like, I, yes, I agree. There's always the, the root issue, underlying issue, but... Well, because I, like, there's a lot of things I feel guilty about, and I read about this thing, like, mimicking mim- mimicking guilt, uh-huh. which I was like, what the hell is that? And then I was like, oh, wait, like, you see the adult in your, as a child, you see the adult, the parent that you have, right, or parental figure, and they're guilty about things all the time, so you just mimic that as a form of, that's what adults do, they feel guilty mm-hmm. about not going, and then you take that on, and that's how you evolve mm-hmm. this guilt complex. It was interesting to me, because I feel like some of the stuff is probably so valid with oh, like yeah, watching sure. your parents struggle with something, and then you just kind of mimic that, and then it just becomes part of like your conditioning mm-hmm. yeah. and belief systems and all the things. It's interesting. No, it is, for sure. So I think... 
I was trying to think if it's like, I mean, I feel like a lot comes back to my <laughs> abandonment issues, but like, I don't know. Okay, because there's also, like, you get reactionary guilt, right? Which comes from parents saying things like, why do you always have to be so difficult? Why can't you be more like your brother? Why, you know, yeah. like, then it's, like, reactionary, like... Right. Um, and then you take on that, like, shame, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's, like, trauma will incite a lot of people pleasing and guilt, but there's also, like, core beliefs or core things that happened that you and a lot of it your parents aren't even aware of trust me they're oh, not sure. like it's just casual things that they say that you're not even really aware of and then it's stuck with you have an adult child who's coming coming after you man mm-hmm. yeah happens to the best of people so sorry we had a visitor pop up on the table in the form of a kitten oh yeah yeah he's real active in the scene today <laughs> all about it well, so here's the thing, because when so I don't like when people should on themselves, which we discussed last time, because mm-hmm. I feel like if you use the words I should have, like that's a problem. You're instantly shaming yourself and minimizing something within you. And and first of all, it's not your problem how other people react to begin with. Mm-hmm. It becomes our problem when we take that on by lack of boundaries and like people pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. So why why do we worry so much about people's reactions to the stuff we do? Well, I think, like you said, we have a tendency to take responsibility for how they react in a situation. But Codependent, I, Carla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think, I don't know, I want to say also it's like the, I feel like fear of loss is a big thing for a lot of people, like losing that relationship whether you want to call it loss or abandonment, but, like... Well, I feel like, though... Yeah, okay, wait. Loss or abandonment of the relationship of worry and why you're making... That specific person is what you're talking about? So, Making like, mad? Wait, what? <laughs> the person whose reaction you're worried about, right? Correct. Like, okay, that's... I'm just trying to... Yes. Okay. I think. Now I'm confused. No, you're not. Keep going. So you worry about the losing the relationship... Yes. Abandonment. Yeah. Or what if it's a choice to lose that relationship? On your side? Mm-hmm. No, I think that's different. I don't think so. You still get guilt for, like, making choices. It, yeah, to a degree. Because you're afraid of why do you... But say- I think in that one, like, yes, there probably is still some guilt some feelings about it but you made the decision versus I think the other way around you're afraid the other person is going to be the one that cuts ties Mm -hmm. may I sort of try and sprinkle in some of your stories so people understand what I'm talking about okay because you made a choice at a young age to sort of um disentangle yourself from your family um distance sever ties for a minute um I don't know estrange yourself from your family no yeah I just I mean yeah. Cut and ran. And um, there was, that was a choice mm-hmm. that you made. Yeah. Whether it's the right one or not, not, not what we're talking about because we know that it needed to happen. So, mm-hmm. um, but you, when you like look at a situation like that and you felt guilt, um, and then now where you're at today and you still feel guilt. <laughs> I told you, I just feel like when I say I'm a guilty person, I don't mean that like, no, no, you no. Know, but like I am, like feeling I shame and feel sad and bad. Yeah, for 
so much. Like, I get, like, not wanting to hurt your dad's feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Because your dad's pretty fun to be around. Yes. Um, Especially when the wine gets to be flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Real chatty. He's a nice guy. He's chatty with or without the wine. (laughs) But, yes. Um, But my point is, is, like, so when you had made a choice, a decision to be estranged from your family, you you felt the guilt, right? I still felt the guilt. And it still didn't serve you a purpose. No. It ate me up. And today we make decisions and we still feel the guilt doesn't serve a purpose. Yeah. So how do we cut the feeling of shame and guilt within us to not feel it anymore? Well, this is precisely why I'm doing EMDR right now. (laughs) Because clearly there are still, like I have done a lot of healing, obviously, but a lot of it I think is on the, I don't know if psychological is the right word, but like the knowledge base, like becoming self-aware, but a lot of it is mental, not so much like the emotional and the untangling of core issues and core beliefs, which is what I'm trying to do now. But doesn't EMDR just solve the reactionary portion to the trauma so it doesn't make it so severe internally in your brain? I don't know. I think it also... Well, we can just say that it's going to, like, change every reaction to everything. I think it... It takes the significance off of it. It reshuffles it in your brain. So if something bad happens, it takes what once was difficult to talk about without getting physically reactionary Mm -hmm. to... The situation. Now it's just like talking about the color yellow on the table. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But... I guess that it touches on core beliefs, so you're not wrong. I'm just saying. I also have a program um, from a behavior list all about behavior modification. So maybe I'll get something from that. What are you looking at? I don't know. Look at the cat's acting like there's a mouse or something. It's freaking me out. (laughs) There's no mouse. Anywho. (laughs) Um... So feeling guilty serves no purpose. Right. All that does is like, it's like worrying, waste time for shit that's never going to happen. When has anything you've worried about actually happened? That's a good question. Never. Probably. Ever. (laughs) See, because I think there's a difference. Like I get fearful when I know something's going to happen. It's not worrying. It's Mm -hmm. like the shit is, it's going to hit. Like there's no choice. When I sit and worry about something, I come up with five or six, or 20 different scenarios of the same problem of what could go wrong and what could happen, and all it does is waste my time and energy. Oh, yeah. Well, it gets you in that negative cycle. Yeah, which is super fun to be in. Yeah. You know, it's a super Favorite fun place. place. To be. But there's so many people who, like, like you don't want to go to this specific holiday event. Correct. And you don't have to go to this specific holiday event. And instead of just being like, you know what, I could tell you, like, I need time to think about it or I need time to process, but really the answer is no. And if I change my mind, I'll let you know. Like, that to you is making you want to throw up, I can tell just by the look on your face. But, like, there there comes a point where it's like, why sit in, like, the reaction that you're getting to going is already enough to tell you that the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, physically, you can feel like the answer is no. Yeah. I'm not coming. So... When we put things off for other people, what does that cause? When we avoid and put things off and sort of like... Oh, it just, yeah. Anxiety. 
mm-hmm. your anxiety starts to spike. Well, yeah, and then you talk about sitting in that negative cycle, like you're just sitting in it, and then going back and forth of like, I should go. It's only a few hours. I can do anything for a few hours. But then it's yeah. the, no, I like everything in me says not to go. And it's just that repeated cycle. I'm sorry, the kitten literally attacking my feet. Um, it's that repeated cycle until you actually make the decision. Right. That you knew the decision the instant you were asked the question. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew the decision as soon as I knew what the situation was. But I wonder if, if other people struggle with this, like for real. Like I'm asking a for real question. Like I wonder if other people have, like, is there, are there people out there who don't struggle with like that kind of I dynamic? think probably the people who, what, you're talking about the guilt type dynamic? Well, and just like family, like, like, you know, for instance, when we get asked to do family stuff, like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's complicated. Uh-huh. I can guarantee you that other people feel that guilt but, from. But then there's, like, so a healthy parent, right, when a kid says, no, I can't come, we're doing X, Y, Z. Do normal parents, are they like, okay, have fun? No, probably not. Normal parents don't? Like, healthy parents. Healthy like, I mean, because I've not gone to Christmas Eve before, and my parents aren't, like, butthurt about it. They're like, okay, we'll see you Christmas Day. Yeah, but that's seeing you Christmas Day. I said I'm not coming to anything. Right, but I, okay, so for the most majority of people, yes. when you're picking different, Well, yeah, it's, right? but they, I think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you also have your husband's side of the family at play and your own, like, you have your own family, so it's not like... <laughs> Thank God I don't have the ex-husband's family, too, to deal with anymore. Like, <laughs> like it's not like you just like, have, have like your all these family, families you know. struggling, you know. But it's not like you, I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, right? hmm But I just wonder, like, why we all struggle. Because society tells us that family is family, no matter what. And does society tell that, or does our family pass that down from one one generation to the next. I'm, I'm not sure that society really is spreading the message anymore about family, unless you're talking about the family channel and traditional marriage channel. Oh, God. <laughs> Casca, Candace, Cameron, about that. Sure, she's got something to say. I mean... I mean, no, I think you're right. I think it's the... I mean, like, we've talked about the everything that gets passed down. I think, well, yeah, like, the idea that blood is thicker than water to me has always Bullshit. given me, like, heebie-jeebies. Same. Like, it doesn't fit. Well, also because I'm adopted, so it really doesn't fit. But the aspect of family, I mean, especially for me, I think part of it, which you've pointed out before, like, I have guilt outside of my Catholic faith, like growing up Catholic, but growing up Catholic, for sure, I think, cemented the guilt. And especially when it comes to family, because it's honor your father and mother. And all of those things. I, you know, I don't get the Catholics. I, I mean, don't listen, get it. I don't either. <laughs> the guilt, I, like, I know that it's a real thing, and I know that, that I've honestly, I've worked with a lot of Catholics who struggle with with it, but mm-hmm. I just have never. I don't understand how. Well, it's so ingrained in you too. You're but supposed that's to like, confess like, your sins, or you can't receive communion. Like, it's everything. It's like you, unless you are living perfectly, right. Which nobody does. Oh, well, exactly. It's what? I just don't get it. I mean, 
I don't either. And I spent a lot of years growing up in that. But Well, I feel like, so there's, you know, guilt, shame, all of these aspects that like sort of like a tumbleweed rolling, you know, blowing inside of you. And then I wonder if we have the choice to say, I'm not going to feel this way when I make this decision. Well, yeah, we do. I think it's the behavior modification, right? So it's being aware of it first and foremost. And then it's not going to happen overnight. Like the first time that situation comes up and you say, okay, I'm not going to feel this way anymore. doesn't mean the next time you're not going to feel that way. Like it's going to need reinforcement until you get to a point where you don't feel that way anymore. Do you think people would feel um, better if they had a scripted response to things that they know were going to come up within a year? Like, let's say, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays, celebrations. Like, do you, if there was, like, this it's scripted response that, that yeah. they, like, stuck with. So I have a friend who has a similar situation with family, and she gets a lot of holidays, right? And... um her mom's birthday is around this time too. And she had gotten a text from a family member like saying, Oh, like birthdays, whatever. And we were talking about it and she's like, I don't know how many times like I can keep saying the same thing. And I was like, well, maybe it is. I did suggest like having a script or having like something saved in your notes, like a text saved in your notes that you just copy and paste every single time they try to get you to come to an event, knowing your boundaries with that person. Like, so what was the outcome? Well, she ended up saying no. I don't know if she made a script, but she did tell her no. Oh, so it's funny I said that because you said that the other day. Yes. I'm trying to figure out why it's funny I said that. Because I, I literally just had this situation. The, yes, I literally just had the situation the other day with somebody, and I said... I'm like, where is this going? Where copy and paste and keep it in your notes. So, well, like, a script, but, like... Yeah, like, you know. just a scripted response, I feel like, would make things... I mean, whether or not people stick to it is obviously just, like, with anything. But, like... I feel like that would be an easy, I'm not going to feel guilty about this because this is my response every single time. I think that guilt is such an ingrained feeling that it's not going to just go away that first, you know, like in that first moment. But I think with repeated action, then you will eventually stop feeling guilty about it. Hmm. Interesting. No? Yeah, I mean, maybe. It's all about behavior modification. Right? Like you can't just, I don't know, it doesn't happen overnight. It's like reinforcing. Yeah, but you, but see, the, the thing is, is does it ever really change? Because when you look at someone who's been working as long at certain things as you have been, and it's still so prevalent, like, is it behavior modification or is it, re- I don't know, releasing certain beliefs? Probably both I think but I haven't like really focused so much like solely focused on like the guilt aspect of things so like I haven't put a lot of effort I think into not what am I saying no (laughs) like I don't know it's not something in my healing so far that I've like hyper focused on but you have the people pleasing which goes along with guilt Yes. And boundaries. Goes along with guilt. Goes along with guilt. Oh, yeah. All of the things. I've got them all. Like Pokemon or whatever. Got to catch them all. I so, yeah. I mean, here. It's not... I think it's very normal. I'm just asking you because it's easy to ask so people can hear how yeah. people 
come up with ways to ask the right questions to heal themselves so that you can get some epiphanies on how things would be more beneficial if you implemented certain things in your life. I mean, I think that I am on that path because while I did in that phone call with my dad initially say, I have to think about it, you know, normally I would sit and I would like avoid having that conversation for yeah. days and I would be sitting in that negative cycle. But this time it only took me till like the evening. This was the morning to the evening. So I mean, a few hours, but then I did not like I decided I was like, I can't keep sitting here in this. Like I need to just have the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I did and it was fine. Well, that's good, right? Yeah. So untangling yourself from feelings of guilt and I think feeling sitting in certain feelings and emotions for too long right mm -hmm. or is not good so like when you want to like remove tentacles from other people in your life because there's not <clears throat> here there are some people who deal with the shame and the guilt who are dealing with toxic people mm -hmm. who are not um genuinely wanting your presence like your dad you know like there's there's different receivers of the news i guess on the other end for people oh for sure and um I just feel like being able to like untangle yourself from the tentacles of like negative toxic people is so difficult. I saw a um, TikTok the other day that was funny. It's only funny to me because haha, I've had like two mother in laws and I kind of just chuckled. But it was like, um, you know, the family won't it, thinks I'm the evil bad guy or something. Blah blah blah. And it's like because I stick to my boundaries and mm -hmm. I don't cave to your bullshit. Like. It, that's I'm summarizing. It was actually funny, or like mm -hmm. to a song, or whatever. Like a day, it was funny, but yeah. um, that was the general purpose of it. And it's like, yeah, when you're dealing with toxic people, right? And you have boundaries, but then you put the boundaries down. Like I feel like with my last in-laws, like everyone would have these strict boundaries, and if my ex-husband was on drugs or drinking, like he wasn't allowed to come around. But then they drop them, and mm -hmm. then it's like, oh. You know, yeah. hands across America for Josh because he went to church twice or whatever it was. Like, right. and, uh, you know, there, I feel like that happens a lot of times with people. Like, there's these boundaries and then they just don't continue with it. So it creates all this confusion mm -hmm. and all these feelings of like uncomfortable, shame, gross, kind of slimy mm -hmm. um, feelings. Yeah. So when you're dealing with a toxic person, I think the first thing to do is get the tentacle, untangle mm -hmm. yourself from the mess of the people and distancing yourselves. So a lot of times this is just a tidbit, take it for what it's worth. It helps people, it helps people. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But um, when I was going through my divorce and it was like really bad, I had to like cut off all verbal communication because it was so easy to be like manipulated and like get into these like mm -hmm. emotional like negative mm -hmm. conversations and serve no purpose by the way so like being able to like disentangle myself from verbal conversations sort of made it so I wasn't being manipulated as often and then putting everything in writing allowed me to sort of have a conditioned response mm -hmm. and then when I'd give the conditioned response and he would come back psychotic like typing pages after pages after pages emails like I'd stop reading after one paragraph. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have to read this. Like, mm -hmm. I've given you the response. Your reaction to my response is not, not my business your, yeah. or my problem. Yeah. Um, 
Now, obviously, it's a lot easier with ex-husbands than it is with active family members. Mm -hmm. But um, the point is, I think sometimes shutting off communication or blocking yourself from that relationship, protecting yourself in a way that is removed. Mm -hmm. So estranging yourself from a family member for a while while you gain momentum and gain strength to know that like what you're doing for yourself is not inadequate. It's not mean. It's not mm-hmm. selfish. It's not self-seeking. It's you preserving your soul basically, yeah. you know, like and making sure that you have all the things that you need to thrive and you're not being conditioned. Sorry, I'm talking with my hands and like whatever. You're not being conditioned by someone who's maybe not so healthy for you to make decisions that don't feel right for you. Wasn't there a quote, something along the lines of like, you can't heal in the environment that I don't know what, like basically the environment that like hurt you or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not the exact quote, but it's the same sentiment. Like I know for me, like you talked about earlier, I had to cut up. Like there was no way in hell that I could have done any amount of healing if I had stayed in Ohio and I, kept contact with my family and so yeah I mean I cut off contact for a couple years but even though that was hard and like you said there was a lot of guilt with that I know and I can stand firmly in the fact that like I did what I needed to do and I am who I am because of that Mm -hmm. so I think it's hard to get there but it's possible Yeah, definitely. So if you're struggling with guilt and feeling gross about yourself, (laughs) no other way to put it. Um, There's plenty of other ways to put it. That's just how I chose to put it. Um, Please, please, please come and join the Facebook group. We're getting some members in the group. We're we're slowly starting to post. We're slowly adding stuff on. I have calendar alerts to post because otherwise I'll forget. I posted this morning because I post when I see fit. Yes, I saw but that. I um, am going to get in some more video stuff in the next, after, you know, during this downtime and then as the new year begins, um, my goal is to really like hone in on that aspect. But go ahead and join it. The notes will be in or the link will be in the show notes and share this episode if it made sense and was coherent to a friend. Um, yeah. And don't sit with toxic crap during the holidays it's your holiday too and you and not just a holiday anytime but Mm -hmm. you have the right to enjoy a peaceful environment in everything that you do you are worth that alone Mm -hmm. wherever you may be agreed all right what she said peace out then wait are we we're skipping next week right i don't know okay to be decided if we'll have an episode maybe maybe not (laughs) guess you'll see (laughs) Maybe we're never coming back. That's not true. I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Join the Facebook group, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a Merry Christmas, because we won't. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. All I want for Christmas is you. (laughs) Just going to let it end on that note. (laughs) Doesn't get any better than that. (laughs) 